The Illuminati Telegraph. Hey everybody, what's up? It's episode 23. Took a couple weeks off. Jesse was on vacation. And I have been messing with my new computer. What kind of computer did I get? You'll have to stick around to find out. We talk about all of that in the first mm, 17 and a half minutes. If you want to skip the computer talk, which is very important. It really is. Lots of helpful stuff. If you're in the market for a new computer, if you run audio plugins and mix, you might really want to tune into that. Or skip ahead to about 17, 18 minutes. We get into the articles. We got a few good ones. Ooh. Tantalizing. Have you ever heard of the arrow of time? Hmm. If not, or even if so, stick around because, you know, we kind of go into it. And again, I had my mind blown. It's so interesting, all this stuff out there to learn about that we don't know about, but should know about. Also, I am going to be putting those live records up that I keep talking about. I had to get a new computer. I had to figure all this out. Now I'm rocking and rolling. I also took a shit ton of mixing notes from these five books I bought. Shout out to Nathan Nyquist. If you look him up, he's got these five awesome books on reverb, delay, multiband compression, EQ compression, and just phenomenal up to my mix game. So I'm ready to mix and master these live records. Get them sounding real good for you. I'll let you know when those are up. I'm going to get those up this week. I promise I'm going to get those up this week. I promise. I promise that's what I'm going to do. So anyway, thank you for tuning in. Check out our band, Alfred and the Ted Naders, Metamorphicon, Cool Dill, Golgothan, and as always, Death of Skepsis. We've got stuff coming in all these areas. I've been busy working, getting a new computer, and doing these notes and doing some groundwork. But I'm ready to rock and roll on doing these things I keep talking about. Thank you for tuning in. We are the Illuminati Telegraph. And we are the reporters of the truth in this world where truth so often gets covered up and not even by accident all the time on purpose by design thanks for being here with us if it wasn't for you we w- we would probably still be doing this but thank you Mwah. What's up, man? How was your vacation? Alright, bro. It rained the whole week. Mm, yeah, it's been rainy here. Where'd you go? Well, we went to Florida for one day. We, we intended to stay longer, but we wanted to go earlier in the week. But because it was raining every day, we just waited until I looked at the, the, the app and it showed that it was going to be clear that day. So we go out there for one day, and we had a good time on the beach. Um, water was really pretty. It was super clear. Well, some of the clearest that I've seen seen it in Florida. Mm. Um, and then we that's woke, good. Yeah, we woke up the next morning and um, had a little scare with the pregnancy. I won't go into too much detail there. Mm. But, so we rushed back and went to the hospital to get Tiffany checked out. Everything's all good. She's everything's good. Thank God. Um, 
we we got to check up on Tuesday. Everything's good there too. But but yeah, we intended to be to stay like the next day at, at least one more night and have a whole at least two whole days on the beach. But we had to we had to rush back and get to the hospital. But it's mm-hmm. all good. It's all good, man. I'm glad everything is good. That's a yeah. bad scare. Yeah, it was, but um, we're good. We're in the clear. Good. So yeah, what, what was up with you? What did you do last week? Uh, worked a lot. I messed with my new computer. Oh yeah, how you're liking your new i uh, Mac Mini? It's uh, wonderful. It's super fast, man. It's fast as fuck, huh? It's super fast. The M1s are ridiculously fast. It's quiet too, huh? Yeah, I haven't heard the fan turn on once. I haven't multitasked a lot, but I've definitely. It's just like, like instant. Yeah, everything. I know. It's just boom. The the problem I had was we texted a little bit about it was the plugins. The new M1 processor is it's a it's a good thing because it's too good. It's not like it's just they fucked up and there's a bug. Yeah. It's like the plugins don't work cuz the processor is just too good. It's new. So I guess I mean there's a short story and a long story. The short story is still kind of long. I'll go through the long story. Fuck it. We're a po- it's a podcast. It doesn't matter. We're not knowing. Uh so that's a terrible way to start the long story is just okay so, so. Uh, <laughs> like damn this is gonna be so long no it's not that bad but first thing i started the mac mini and it installed rosetta mm-hmm. i was like okay i don't know what that is but so, rosetta, I rosetta. so for the listeners rosetta with the mac mini uh some apps are or with the m1 processor the new some Macs. apps yeah any of the new Macs with the M1 processors. Some apps are designed to run what they call native, where it's fully optimized to take full advantage of the M1 processor. Um, and some apps were, will run um, with Rosetta, where it basically they coded this this thing into the OS, Mac OS Big Sur, where it will automatically open up launch those programs if you have it Rosetta installed, even if those programs weren't optimized to run on the M1 Mac. That was the intention behind the Rosetta software, or as the way I understood it. Is there a Rosetta 2? Well, Rosetta 2 is the only one that you, that yeah, they would just call okay. it Rosetta. Ros- oh, it's the same Rosetta, thing. Yeah, because back in the day, like a long time ago, this isn't the first time Apple's made their own chips. Back in probably the around the maybe late 90s early 2000s they made their own processors back then and they had <laughs> Sorry. What? what the word chips and the word jobs make me laugh <laughs> i don't know why what so you said <laughs> you said chips and you said it perfect dude it's like the funniest way to, i mean it's it's just chips you know that economist who's on TV and he's always talking about jobs, jobs, we need more jobs. I think it's Peter Schiff or somebody. I don't know. It was that video that made it, but he just says jobs, jobs, real jobs. Got to increase the jobs and the jobs and more back to jobs. And it got to the point where I was laughing every time he said jobs. 
Because it started to sound funny. And well, chips uh, is the instead same of, Instead of saying, I, I didn't want to have to say processor a whole bunch of times. Yeah, say so, a processor so I don't laugh. <laughs> I'm just going to have to say processor every time. I'm not laughing at you well, either. Apple made, Apple made their <laughs> own processors <laughs> Thanks. a long time ago. And they had the same issue. Uh, not it wasn't an issue, but they had the same challenge where they had to ensure that developers of software could take full advantage of that hardware. So they gave them this coding rosetta software that they could they could implement into their apps so that this is technically the second version of it although whenever you whenever you load it i guess on your mac it just says rosetta huh yeah okay yeah yeah i, fig I figured as much doesn't I mean it was like over 10 years ago yeah the last version okay was out. yeah so there was a learning curve for me and then i knew it would be um, the biggest problem would be transferring the licenses for all of my audio plugins, yeah. which most of them was easy because they're managed in Wave Central, which is an app you have to download to... Have you ever bought third-party plugins? I have third-party plugins, but not that I've bought. Oh. <laughs> okay, got it. So whenever you buy third-party plugins, you have to get an iLock account and you get a dongle and you have to get a Wave Central and manager's licenses. Those trans sure you, That's yeah. why you're not fucking stealing it. They what? Oh yeah. yeah. Um so I transferred my licenses, most of them was easy. Uh the ones with Slate, I had to go to the website, log in link my account so i got i got all that transferred but logic see there were multiple things along the way that were troublesome and i didn't figure it out till later mainly the first thing i figured out was that waves version 10 11 and 12 plugins are compatible with rosetta and should work fine most of my waves plugins are version 10 and version 9 so once I realized that, I realized the Waves plugins that were working for me and did successfully scan were version 10. It's like, okay, well, maybe let me try to upgrade, but it was like 240 bucks to upgrade. Like, So I clicked off plugins, and then it was like 180 and then 100 I was like, okay, we're getting closer. Until eventually I just upgraded one plugin for $12, and it still wouldn't load in Logic. That one plugin that you upgraded wouldn't load? Yeah, so I was like, okay, so maybe V12 isn't necessarily compatible with Rosetta. I'm kind of taking my chances. But then I read the Waves conversation again, and they mentioned um, V10, V11, and V12 plugins are compatible with Rosetta on these DAWs. Any other DAWs will have problems. Logic wasn't one of those DAWs. Why wouldn't they make it... <laughs> But some of my plugins still do work with Logic. It's aggravating. Um, and I have the same amount of plugins for Waves running in Studio One. So I don't think that ultimately was a Logic issue. The problem I was really having with Logic was that my startup action... <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. My, my startup action for Logic was programmed to most recent project instead of opening up to the template screen mm -hmm. so every time i would launch logic it would start scanning plugins that I find them weren't compatible and 
my licenses didn't transfer for some of them. So the problem I was having was it was freezing at the end of the scan. So I was never getting open to the project to change settings. So then I could go through individually and scan plugins and be like, okay, this one doesn't work and really dig in. So finally, I clicked a different button in Logic instead of quit or activate for a plugin that it was scanning, I clicked try and it logged into my iLock and it activated it. I activated a few of them. I was like, oh shit. And then it opened up the project so then I could change my settings so then I could fuck with Logic better. But um, still, I upgraded from Studio One Three to Studio One Five because I saw that that was a doll where things are more compatible with Waves plugins. Mm-hmm. And those are majority of my plugins. But in that scan for Studio One Five, which at that point went perfect, except for a few, I got all of my Sound Toys plugins back. So at some point in my MacBook Pro years, I had turned off some of my Sound Toys plugins. And I don't know why. Maybe my license was done. But I only had Decapitator and Overdrive. Now I have three that have scanned in Logic on the Mac Mini, but I have like 12 that have scanned in Studio One 5, Artist 5. So I've gotten more plugins from a couple other companies back, but the same amount of waves. So I think still Logic is having some compatibility issues. Hmm. But that makes sense to me. I was thinking about it, and it's like it's not because Logic sucks. It's because Logic is native to Apple, which is the mother of the processor. So it makes sense that it would be more dedicated to the M1. It is. And struggle more to run the old stuff because the old stuff is still built around the old stuff, like Studio One. You know, So it made sense that Logic would be more incompatible but at logic this, is a, a native app it's not running yeah. on rosetta you know yeah it's um exactly but it was so i got some of my plugins in logic i've it's running but i got more in studio one i want to try that program out fucking uh i got some shit happening i just finished 75 pages of mixing notes from these five books i bought Jesus. so i'm ready to mix uh, I feel like my game upped, so I'm really ready. And master, like this whole book on uh, multi bands around. Are you doing bands around around you? I'm practice? doing my band, Alfred and the Tednators. No, I know that, but I mean, I'm, like, I'm doing you, Son of a Gun. I'm I know still, that. Yeah, but you need I'm to like, start like all that. marketing yourself like around your area. Like, start fucking. That's what these projects are for, and all the shit I'm doing now is so Alfred, our hip hop shit. Because you're getting to that level where uh, yeah, you, can, sign of a gun. You, you can start the like you could start produce recording local bands in your area. You're at that level now, you know. I, I'm thank you, but I'm waiting to put out the Son of a Gun record, which will be my magnum opus to date. Because the Son of a Gun single is when I figured out how to get it loud and full, which was mastering with a multi band limiter, not a single band sucked all the body out on my old mixes my mixes were good but i mastered wrong so i'm trying to get something real solid out there before i market like you're saying and that's why i bought the mac mini that's why i'm doing all these notes because i'm about to crank out the son of a gun record i'm gonna remix the two releases they did so you're doing the mixing and mastering yourself 
you know, editing out to someone else for mastering fuck no i've been learning to do all that shit myself i am the guy now you know what i'm saying like i'm the i can do it i just needed a machine that can handle now, it yeah now you have a, a good machine to do it all i got presonus monitors presonus sub nice headphones you know i'm oh. ready I, yeah i just need time off of work to do a week you know what I mean? I'm I'm chipping away in these little sessions right now. But once I get this Alfred record out, more hip hop from me and you, with which I'm gonna do live drums on the record release. You Think and of, you have a and you have a space to do that in now, right? Yeah, this studio ten minutes away, the rental studio in town. That's fucking awesome. And they the drum drum room for just the drummers super cheap. Sixteen hours for 40 bucks so i can just like get a whole day every week and a half and just crank now, it it's and it's it's a studio so it's set up for recording it's a room okay so you bring your mac mini you I'm, I'm gonna device. track on the macbook pro okay yeah that makes sense track on the macbook pro get the rough tracks in yeah mac, mac mini yeah cool exactly and then, so I'll be able to get a lot done in 16 hours if I'm practiced here in the meantime. Just go in and crank out. I can start doing drum tracks now. Super stoked, man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so for the rap stuff, I want to release the beat tape. The instrumental, basically. Under, like, the production name. And then re-release it with the verses and live drums. So you know the beat tape will be like kind of marketing for production and stuff for you. Yeah, and it'll be a way to release something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, just more content. Yeah, uh, p to consistently release is the concept, I think. So every single will be a double release, but I won't be releasing everything on the instrumental because there's no drums, no vocals, maybe no guitar on all of them. You know, you do <laughs> no just to get it out there, but like. I got eight or nine songs ready right now. So if you did like two or three, I could release the beat tape and then you can finish the other ones. I'll finish my shit, drums and vocals, and that'll be the record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The beat tape is just like a bare bone instrumental. Boom. Whatever I'm talking about. Oh, live drums yeah. on the live beat drums. Tape. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the raps. So ready to rock and roll, man, man, I'm, <laughs> I have been in uh, a mode where I want to get some new gear lately. What and, kind of gear? Guitar well, gear? Well, yeah, I, I need I need some more live gear. Not that it's going to help us much, but I need some more live gear uh, for Golgothan. Like my my head that I've had been using for years. I've been borrowing a head for probably three years now. That's <laughs> like the same thing as a drummer having shitty cymbals. Like my buddy, my buddy, who's a really good drummer, his cymbals are still like the bass level. So you borrowed heads. That's like the well, same. I'm borrowing thing. like really nice head. Like it's John. It's my other guitarist. Like he has. I guess it's not the same thing. It would be like a drummer a borrowing. He cymbals. has a bunch. John has a bunch of heads. He has like this, like three thousand dollar Marshall that I, I've been using, or a Black Star. Oh, you're using uh, not and, shitty heads, and then, yeah. Yeah, not shitty heads. And he has an he has an well, but his main head that he uses is an Ingle. Well, last practice, uh, never even heard of it. Must be good. I've you never heard of an Ingle. 
No, Google sorry, man. It's a German company, uh, but their their heads are fucking amazing, especially for heavy music. Uh, he brought his uh, he he brought an England Vader last practice from his other guitarist in, in one of his other bands, and uh, I just I couldn't believe the difference it made to have like two really high end amps like that live. It, yeah. it made it, the punchiness of like just a trim riff, right? It was so tight you could hear every single note I played. The sustain went for. Ever, I got. I was giddy like a little kid the entire practice. Like I and it, it, it was weird. Like I was so pumped the whole practice. It's like a thirty-one hundred dollar head. It's a fucking really expensive head, combined with your good guitar. Yeah, and I have. Yeah, you know, I have a good guitar too. That I'm so you got on. like this double force of sound. You got a perfect, amazing. John, uh, well, excuse me. It was between you know. I had that. I had. A, I have an Ingle head that I'm playing through through a nice guitar. John has an Ingle head that he was playing through, and he has this Armsby, this custom guitar. It's like a two thousand dollar guitar as well, and uh, just the tone was unbelievable. It made me. It made me be like, all right, like I I have to get one of these now. Like I have to get one. It was almost. That type of feeling. So I've been uh, I've been gear hunting lately and just kind of trying to find deals and stuff like that um, on both heads and guitars. But uh, but yeah, I mean, even if I do end up getting a nice head like that, we could use that for us for like tracking, like reamping and stuff. That's what I was gonna say. Is that would help you know? us a ton because the Death of Skepsis record is really the magnum opus, at least. Personally speaking, selfishly speaking, that's what this is all about, is for me to produce Death of Skepsis shit, and it sound like it came out of a studio, because it's gonna. Yeah. So with that being said, you get a nice rig. I don't want to go direct in and create a sound, and I want to get your amp with multiple mics. That's the best yeah. way, and that's the only way. Like, that's it. We really so, reamp it yeah track, yeah you can track, track DI, clean track di exactly clean, get it super tight run it reamp it boom. yeah so yeah. it's gonna get used on the record um, well we, that's what we did with golgoth golgothan even um, not for golgothan you're gonna have to no, no i'm saying but that's what we did on this last golgothan record we didn't use two ingles we used an ingle like one ingle and a black star yeah but uh but yeah that's groovy yeah, we would we would but we're, what we could do we could do the angle and just do two tracks and then shape the tone differently a little bit on each track. Yeah. Left and right. That's perfect. Super um, you you what was I gonna say? Fucking I we're gonna play again. That's what I was gonna say. We're gonna play again. Yeah. Steve point. Steve O's girlfriend, he sent me a screenshot of the text. I might have told you this, said whenever we're ready to gig again let her brother-in-law know because he's oh oh it was a text with her and her brother-in-law she he said yeah let me know when your friends are ready to start playing because i have tons of connections in all the metal bars here in austin oh cool yeah and steve-o sent me that so that's steve-o taking initiative like hey so that's good that steve-o's like, hey, you know, yeah. and Neil, we got a show. We got Neil connections. Was, Neil was also messaging me about it the other day, too. Oh, was he? Just DMing me, yeah. What did he say? Skept 
about a show. You just he's like, hey man, it's like, are you in and do it? It's like, yeah, you know. How long ago was that? Like last week? Weeks ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, went long ago. So yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, no, we were, we were we were talking about crypto right right beforehand, right? Yeah, and how Elon talks shit and no, crashed Bitcoin. I don't know if he talks shit, but why well, he kind of talked a little shit. He said that Tesla is no longer going to invest or accept invest in Bitcoin or accept Bitcoin as payment anymore because of the environmental impact that Bitcoin that the Bitcoin currently has. That kind of makes my blood boil for what he's doing in Tanzania and his exploitation of the earth's That's minerals for his i'm pretty sure he tweeted that let me see if i can find the tweet what a fucking piece of shit wow uh, man I, I don't want to put words in elon's mouth so. it's all coming out man this guy is such a pawn he's working for the military i think his boring company hey man we're going to talk about this in the phil schneider episode so maybe i should hold it but i'm going to say hold, that i hold it hold it hold it I'll say that Elon's boring company is 100% a front. What he's really doing is digging and building underground bases for the military. So they didn't do no hyperloop that works in California. They built an underground military base. They're building that thing there. He's he's a he's a military contract pawn. Okay, here we go. I found it. His fucking Teslas are going to ruin. Let me screen share you. <laughs> His Teslas are ripping minerals out of the earth. Like... Oh, you're going to be incensed. This is going to be funny. Okay. So Tesla has suspended vehicle purchases using Bitcoin. We are concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which has the worst emissions of any fuel. Cryptocurrency is a good idea on many levels, and we believe it has a promising future, but this cannot come at great cost to the environment. Tesla will not be selling any Bitcoin, and we intend to use it for transactions as soon as mining transitions to more sustainable energy. We're also looking at other cryptocurrencies that use less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy per transaction. See, but this surface, is... But, <laughs> this is so stupid because if the other cryptocurrencies become as big as Bitcoin, they're going to do the same thing. And all the other cryptocurrencies combined are probably doing more damage than Bitcoin alone. So this is such a hollow argument that only dumb people will fall for. Not dumb people because it's easier to fall for his shit, but... Working with Do uh, Doge devs to improve system transaction efficiency. Potentially promising. So I think either way... Um, Dogecoin is going to blow up at least for a little while. It's going to at least well, get to $10. I was doing the math. If you buy right now, it's less than 50 cents a coin. If you spend, uh, I think it's about $568 on 1400 Dogecoin. If it gets up to $5 a coin, which is totally possible. Dude, you got seven grand. And if it just gets up to $10, you got 14 grand off of less than 600. Damn. That's just five or $10. It could go to where Chainlink is at $28. It was just over 40. It got up to so, 50. I need to drop some money in Dogecoin. The Illuminati Telegraph. 
is not a financial uh, advice. Then I, can go, advice. Then I can go turn around and buy a, an Eagle Invader for 3100 <gasps> Boom. That's the plan. All right. Crypto's getting me there. Yeah, man. Crypt, crypto's going to get me to property. I'm waiting for it to double and triple well, until I'm right. Well, I'm going to sell some stock, but uh, I'll fuck it. I'm going to invest in crypto. Do it that way. I would actually probably stay away from Bitcoin because I put most of my money when I invested on Bitcoin because it's a bigger number. You know, it's 50,000 a coin. Whoa. But it's actually done poorer performance. That That's terrible English. It's performed worse, poorly. poorly, more poorly than the other three coins I put less money on. Ethereum more than doubled and it's still riding hot even though it's super low. Uh, Litecoin more than doubled. Chainlink more than doubled. Like if I would have Dogecoin since I invested, it was like 20 cents and it jumped up to 40. Now it's floating at 45 and gets up to 60. What's the so moon one, the moon coin or whatever? I don't know. Is another one. I don't know. There's a few I hear talked about. Anchor Coin is another Stay one. Moon or something like that. Filecoin is super low. It got up to over 200 and it's down to about 70 right now. It fluctuates a lot, but you could get it low, wait for it to jump up to its high, and just sell it. You got to look at the trend, the, the long term trends. Too. Yes, yes, yes. One of our recent episodes talked about Dow theory and. Uh, we're definitely that. not the best source of information for it. Just go Google it. But if you want to go listen to an old episode uh, and hear us talk shit and kind of fumble through Dow Theory, go check it out. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of you refilling coffee. Yes. I'm, so espresso. I found out that we are, you and I, are in peak cardiovascular physical condition. You know, I gained I weight. That. I saw myself in the video. How do you know, know that? Because this fucking study says so. The study says that your genetic code and your cardiovascular health drives your desire for coffee. And I know you drink a lot of coffee and I drink a lot of coffee. Yes. How much do you drink in volume? I drink Me? consistently and frequently. I don't know if it's a lot in volume. Uh, I don't know. Like I drink... Usually 10-ounce cups of coffee are, are, are roughly around a 10-ounce cup. And, okay. And um, I'm drinking it three times, three to four times a day. Okay. Uh, just all day or just in the mornings? I'll have like two in the mornings and then one after lunch and then late afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's more hardcore than me. I can't do that. I will dehydrate. I, I have to stay hydrated. I, I, I have water that I keep by me with the coffee at all times, too. So I'm okay. like drinking coffee and water. Okay. Coffee and water. That's pretty much all okay. I drink. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's good. Do you know about diaspartic acid? No. It's awesome. It's cheap, and it's, it's awesome. But it reminds me of restoring your adrenal glands after drinking a lot of coffee. Because that's one thing that coffee could do is drain the adrenal glands and then you have that kind of crash yeah everyone talks about it i don't ever feel like a crash or anything like that from it you're probably used to it and you do it well maybe you eat good too i eat decent I do so exercise every day that probably helps i do not i've actually gained weight i saw myself in video i took my first 4k okay. video and bounced it with my mac mini it is 60 frames per second 
4K, me and my wife were kicking the soccer ball. Dude, the soccer ball flew right by the camera. I swear to you, I saw every detail, including the Nike check. Boom, fly by. I had to rewind it. I watched it two or three times. I was like, holy shit. You could see you could see the Nike check from like across the yard almost. That's badass. 4K, 60 frames a second, huh? Yeah, so I'm going to go do some drum cast now that I got the studio with 4K. You saw yourself in the video and you gained weight. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I had... You know, I got my skinny fat Nate Diaz belly and I think I had a I think I had a boob. It looked like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh fuck, man. Uh, so I'm done bulking. Now it's time to get on the diet and work out. I'm one sixty four. No breakfast after a bowel movement. Dude, you know what? I think you weigh more than like almost as much as me now, Dylan. I've been trying to gain weight, dude. I've been way too skinny my whole life. You have. You've always been skinny, and I, I don't know. You're probably about my height, though. So, yeah, we're the same you should, height. You should you should weigh close to my weight, probably. Yeah, I'm just trying to you know get there. So now I'm there. You know, saw myself in video. I think I'm getting kind of fat. Um, so so now you're gonna start working out. I mean, I do work out, just not every day. I got you. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Well, that's good. Yeah. Most I, people don't even work out. So feel No, good. I worked out the other day. I, I started going for 100 push-ups, 100 squats, which is harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. I've added the jump rope. I'm doing 500. I do 10 sets of 50. I like to do circuits. I, I do the kettlebell swing, push-ups, jump rope, 40-second break, and I just... But then I'll take four or five days off and have pancakes for breakfast every day. <laughs> If you want a good app for, um, like, there's this good app that I use called Timer Plus that you could use to just create your own, like, hit workouts and shit with. Sure, you send me the link. Your own, yeah, you just create your own intervals. Like, I'll do, like, 35-second intervals of, like, a certain move or exercise with 15-second rest in between and just do, like, three rounds of four exercises, right? And it's, like, almost 10 minutes, you know, and then you can, like, structure, like, a 30- or 40-minute workout in the morning with that. It's pretty easy. Yeah, that would be cool. <clears throat> I've been doing P90X. Talk about, talk about really work a sweat up too. You got like a, a kettle, kettlebell, like a 30 or 60 pound kettlebell or something. Yeah, send me that. I've been doing P90X, but it's harder now living in the RV because I got to do it outside. Yeah, you're shaking the RV every time you do it. Jump and we, yeah, we moved into the winter, so it's been constantly cold and snowing. Yeah, it was snowing. I, uh, that was one of the things I, I talked about with Tiffany when we were considering vacation. I was like, man, maybe we should just drive to Colorado. It's raining at the beach every day. I look at the Colorado weather. You need to like, come to fucking, Colorado this summer. It's fucking snowing over there right now in the you middle need, of May. You need to come to Colorado, man. I, the, you, Man, bring your bike, whatever you like to roll on. The trails here, the sidewalks, it's not like Lafayette, man. This place is a utopia for riding around. I downloaded an app yesterday called All Trails. Yeah, I have it. You have that? Yeah, man. Yeah. So there's there's this, me and Ford are going on Monday to the Frisco Copper Mountain Trail. Uh, it's like an hour, 20 minutes out. And it's downhill for 7.1 miles. It's like a two and a half hour trail. You just cruise down the mountain to Frisco, work your way back up, have all kinds of stuff. But just in Denver, man, in Denver, there's just type in Denver, type in Lakewood, type in some little areas and Dude, it's it's all fucking over here. You gotta come. Oh, I've gotta seen. Come. Trust me, I, I have I have the All Trails app, and I've dug really deep in it and like looked all over the country. And definitely, Colorado has been one of the places I want to go hike. 
Come, man. Come. Hike and Come. take on some of those hard, hard trails they have over there. I don't know uh, if we can host guests in the RV. We'd be willing to if y'all are adventurous enough. The options there. You probably wouldn't want to. But, yeah, man. You got a hotel for cheap over there, I'm sure. Good. But, yeah, um, we will one, one day. But we have a baby coming in less than a month. So not anytime soon. Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay, cool. So, but no, I wish I could maybe late summer, if anything. Man, that would be so awesome. Yeah, but go ahead. Coffee drinkers. Yeah, cardio. But on the flip side, in Australia, one in four men and one in five women suffer from high blood pressure because proper blood pressure was one of the biomarkers. No, 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 no. That was a different one. Not, fuck me. Proper blood pressure was an indicator of being able to drink more coffee. So people with high blood pressure, risk of chronic health conditions like stroke, heart failure, and kidney disease, they didn't do too well. They didn't drink coffee. But is comparing this with baseline levels of systolic and diastolic blood pressure, baseline heart rate. Causal relationships were determined via Mendelian randomization. So basically, if you're healthy, your body will tell you that it wants coffee. That's, that's basically what this article says, is that we have a genetic mechanism that will regulate our want for coffee based on our health, right. which or, is rooted around cardio. Or more so even that like if you have underlying cardiovascular issues or health issues, your body is going to tell you like, hey, that's why you don't want that other cup of coffee. That's why you're feeling a little sick from the first cup. Like, put it down because you have your your blood pressure is probably elevated. You know, your your body will tell you a lot of things it needs. Yeah, that's why working out helps you eat better. Because after a workout, your body is telling you, "I want some good shit right now." Whereas when you don't work out, your body doesn't tell you that. So it's harder to eat, you know, something healthy than after a couple hundred push-ups, a few thousand squats, 90 minutes on the jump rope. That's my normal workout. Hey, man. That's I'm joking. That's enough. intense. That's <laughs> the Mendelian randomization was curious. It is a method of using measured variation in genes of known function to examine the causal effect of a modifiable exposure on disease in observational studies. I didn't get that, but that's what it is. Yeah. Got you. So it's, uh, it's something with epidemiology. Cool. Thank you for clarifying. This is what I conflated with earlier was that the other article about the size of your meal is predicted by what you ate. Basically, the increased appetite is directly associated with blood sugar. But I thought that wasn't, I didn't think that was like a new thing. No, I didn't. I thought that, I thought that was like a well-known thing already. Like you have, I, low, yeah. I have low blood sugar. I need to go eat something like people always say that so like i saw this i was like okay cool maybe this is just confirming like like now we didn't know that for sure now we have scientific evidence that yeah they did a study of these 1070 healthy adults in the uk in the u.s uh they ate breakfast and then fasted for three hours after that they just they tested they, they let them eat what they wanted they wore sensors that monitored their blood sugar levels throughout the day. And the groups that had blood, blood sugar, bigger drops in blood sugar levels um, ate larger meals. Yeah. Which so I guess it is a bit more specific than what we knew before because they actually 
quantified in a whatever kind of study that is that if you have a deeper a bigger drop in blood sugar you will eat more food it's not that you will be hungry the same as the next guy yeah and i all right and i guess so what the last sentence is is saying the authors say that the study which is the largest of its kind provides the best evidence yet that blood sugar dips could be the possible biomarker for for appetite biomarker that's what i messed up that's that's it. Yeah. Biomarker, blood dips, and uh, eating junk food. That's one reason I get so hungry is because I start the day off. I have good food, but, you know, got to throw in some cinnamon rolls with the coffee. I get it, dude. The mouth, the mouth pleasure is real. It's comforting. You know, I understand. I used to have, intermittent you have fast. Bit, you have a little bit of that in life. I do that still. I, could, I do that most days. I would skip breakfast, eat good later, and pig out at night. And Ford always makes breakfast, so eventually I gave in. And now I'm eating big breakfasts, which is good because I'm trying to bulk. And I recently learned that intermittent fasting is not good for bulking. It's good for you, but it's not good specifically trying to bulk. Not to build lean muscle mass. It is not. Yeah. So I've been embracing the food. Now I need to watch it because I'm... And you know, in 4K, you can see my nipples. <laughs> you see a little bit of a little bit of boob jiggle. A little no, bit. I, my sh- you're you're my, probably not at the jiggling boob point yet, but no, my shirt was thin, old, beat up gray shirt, and it was a kind of small. So whatever, it looks like I got boobs sometimes. I guess. Nah, I don't see nothing there. Fuck it, I don't care. The biggest find for me this week was that a clock's accuracy may be tied to the entropy it creates. And I think they're talking about quantum clocks. Basically, it creates heat every time it ticks. So the they're more... Just, they're, they're just talking about regular clocks in this article. Um, I read in this article that they... They tested, ass- it. They, they tested it with a quantum clock. But they, they... Then they made a larger version of a clock which was still very small and measured it again and found that it had the same effect on in, in entropy like that's my real dumb way of breaking that article down but but yeah their theory is that they think it probably applies to all clocks even like yeah. battery powered clocks and entropy is nothing more than basically heat because the molecules get more excited and more active and reach a closer state of equilibrium which equals more entropy so the more accurate the clock is the more entropy it creates did you look into i like the way they they you know they made it very easy to understand like uh how how it increases entropy so it says the march toward increasing entropy explains why some processes can proceed forward in time but not in reverse it's easy to mix cream into coffee but exceedingly difficult to separate it again machines also increase disorder as they operate for example by giving off heat that boosts the entropy of their surroundings that means even a standard battery powered clock produces entropy as it ticks so I just like the it it kind of it made entropy make sense to me when with when the way they 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 described it there. Yeah, and it brought in the arrow of time. I had to look into that. Did you check that out? So explain this to me. 
Yes. Scientists say that time can't go backwards because the universe prefers entropy. Why? So they wonder why did the universe begin orderly and get messy? So entropy and the concept of entropy is also the idea of time because time is measured by things going from a, an orderly state to disorderly. Yes. Um, they did a study. Gravity bound, gravity interacting particles show an orderly state that branches out into two directions of disorder. So you can see here the red marbles and the blue marbles represent the early orderly state. And if you let them all just go, um, it'll create it'll disorder. disorder. They kind of discovered this concept in steam engines in the 19th century because two tanks of steam at different temperatures when opened up to each other will just mix and reach equilibrium. So that's what this represents. And also, the total possibilities of these marbles or gas molecules to be in this disorderly state here mm -hmm. there's more of those scenarios than the scenarios that allow it to be orderly it's only a few so if you were to pick a scenario out of a hat you'd most likely get a disorderly state so where everything's mixed what is the do they talk about what the few natural orderly states would be yeah this at the top everything um in the in the scope of the universe it would be the big bang when everything was close and tightly mixed together so but we there's have nothing in our existing reality today that represents this low entropy state of perfect order um Good question. I think so, but it would be the beginning process of things. So we're going to get to that. Okay. Because they, they do it. They do a test. Sorry, I'm way too stupid to understand this, but I'm going to try my hardest. Um. So basically, the question is that the universe begin orderly and grow into entropy, and the answer was that. If it is following that process, it still has a long way to go until it's in equilibrium. Got you. And what they observe... Disorderly. Yeah, and what they observe is that... Let me... That's... I'm mixing that up. I'm mixing that up. Hold on, this dog. Flash! Shut it! Hey! Over here. Go back. I'm boarding a dog right now, and he's whining. It's all right. I didn't hear him. I can hear him. That's distracting. I understand. So the physicist proposed entropy to quantify disorder of heat-shifting systems. Um, entropy of a close... The second law of thermo thermodynamics, basically, the entropy of a closed system tends to increase until reaching equilibrium, the maximum state of disorder. So time goes from past, present, to future because it progresses from low entropy to high entropy. So the whole conversation is about the universe and the Big Bang, but they can do stati statistical models like this blue and red marble box here. And then 
when they observe the universe, it shows one thing. I'll get to that. It's confusing me. But the universe's entropy has been increasing since the Big Bang. If the universe's entropy has been increasing since the Big Bang, it's still nowhere near a state of equilibrium. But if you randomly picked the entropy state out of a hat, it would almost certainly be in equilibrium. So statistically, the universe should be in equilibrium. But a, a universe in equilibrium is not what scientists observe, past or present. So it's not matching up with the statistical model that they predict. It's matching up with that it's still like in its beginning phase, basically, if anything. How so, do they define whether it is in equilibrium or not in equilibrium? Are they looking at molecules? Are they look, what are they looking at when they say when they talk about these scenarios? Hmm. They're looking at molecules. They, they do a like they, they atoms, electrons, protons, neutrons, quarks, gluons, like all that shit. Or is this? They do a test right here. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What is the experiment like? How do they? Uh, yeah, I was just not there yet. I go in order. Okay. My bad, dude. I, I didn't I read also, it, so I'm cutting you off. My bad. It's cool. Um, so the universe. They want to prove that the universe is typical not needing a lucky set of circumstances to evolve as it did. But the Big Bang explained by entropy is very slippery. So they're trying to explain the Big Bang with this statistical model of entropy based off of how gas finds an equilibrium. So time is measured by this decay. So time is entropy. So time is irreversible, but another thing they talk about is that the laws of physics would work the same if time was reversed. Newton's first and second and third law would still apply if things worked backwards. So they're trying to think, how could we reverse time based off of what even is time, which is entropy? So they're trying to like understand entropy and how it applies, even if it does. And when they observe the universe, it doesn't. It doesn't follow. So it doesn't really explain the universe so far. But they want to prove that it doesn't need this lucky set of circumstances, which apparently it does, because every time they observe, it doesn't follow what they think they know. So it's like the universe is still this big mystery. Um, the Big Bang, a hot, dense ball of matter and energy, is seen on one hand by scientists as being an orderly, low-entropy state. And then other scientists see it as a packed container of gas molecules in equilibrium already. Mm. So... It's like they can't even agree on what way to perceive and model the universe when trying to understand. I guess that like, kind of answers my question. They're looking at the equilibrium of molecules. They say gas molecules that are in equilibrium already. Yeah. So they're just using this gas molecule model of equilibrium and entropy to, to match it with what they see in the universe. Because if the universe did happen with the Big Bang... Because the Big Bang represents this study right here. And this is called a Janus point. Um, he 
Let me see what he did here. It's a simulation. They set up a toy universe. They examine the workings of the complex cosmos without the messy details. They made a universe that consisted of 1,000 particles in limitless space that interacted solely through Newtonian gravity. Because gravity is the other big key. It's like because gravity exists, now you have this dynamic process where things go from low entropy to high entropy. Which is ultimately time. So, in this study, the Janus point is right here in the middle. Mm -hmm. And this relates to the arrow of time because from this Janus point, things expand into disorder, but in two opposing temporal time paths, forward and backwards, almost like antimatter. So basically, if this holds up, our universe is also expanding backwards, and there's a copy going backwards. What the hell? Yeah. So the way they did this study wasn't to kind of let it run continuously. From what I understand... They took snapshots and kept the snapshots in order, but they were mostly random, and it still revealed a pattern that this low entropy state naturally increased into this disorderly state, both front and back. And then over time, it comes back for a moment, and then it goes out again. What? Yeah, that's, so, so the, that's what the universe is doing where everything is still expanding out and basically going to basically reach this point of equilibrium and then it's going to all yeah, come back together, right? Is that the Yeah. Idea? But just for a moment cuz it goes out again. Where it goes again. Yeah. So and that's the Janus point. It's hard to wrap your head around that. Yeah, so all this is hard for me to wrap my head around. I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Janus point. Oh. And there's a lot more in this article that I didn't get notes on, but that's the gist of it. Let me read this. That was interesting. If gravity is the crucial ingredient that explains why time flows forward, Barber says, then perhaps a new measure that incorporates gravity should replace the steam engine-inspired concept of entropy. A new measure that incorporates gravity should replace the steam engine. So that's the original concept of entropy was that steam engine observation. The Illuminati Telegraph. Yeah. So if they just learn that gravity is part of it, then they need a new, they have to redefine. And this also reminds me of, I forgot who the scientist was, but he his theory was that the universe is flashing at like 1.41 trillion times a second from a singular point. And that's the basis for the hologram universe is that it is a hologram. It's constantly flashing. So, which means it's constantly going out of existence. Mm. So that could be this Janus point if that's what that guy's getting at. Like it's constantly going back to an infinitely small thing. Like the Big Bang is basically happening 1.4 something trillion times a second. Oh, so you're saying it's constantly happening. Yeah, that's reality. Is this 
super fast flash. And it's based off of a um, fundamental math equation that would make it like with the speed of light and shit. That's so that's really heady. And that's why, according to that theory, scientists observe an expanding universe, but they can't find much more because it is always expanding when they look at it. But when they look, it's like but the split second out. later, it's actually contracting too. Yeah, so if it's a hologram and there is this well, why can we point, only observe the expansion point then? And why couldn't we observe the point where it comes back mm-hmm. to that Janus point. Why are we seeing no observation of that and only observing the expansion? Interesting. I don't know. Good question. I don't know either. I'm not a physicist. Maybe just the limit of our five senses. We can't see those antimatter frequencies, radio waves. We can just see this. But even with the instruments that we use outside of our five senses. Yeah. I don't know, man. Saying that dude's equation is wrong. No, I'm just. <laughs> I'll have to remember about that. And uh, I bought one of his books. He wrote a couple of books. I can probably find his name. I can definitely find his name. So the arrow of time is basically a ther- law of thermodynamics with equilibrium and closed systems. And the Big Bang and the evolution of the universe appears to match this Janus point model. But when they observe it, it doesn't match up with being in equilibrium. It's still not in equilibrium. So, hmm. yeah, does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably does, but man, my brain is just struggling with it. <laughs> yeah, it's too dumb. I'm trying. It's interesting stuff all about like how matter and life itself has come to be but those are real heavy subjects and hard to wrap your head around I love how they don't discover shit every time they're on the cutting edge of discovering <laughs> right like the fundamental core of the universe they're like oh we don't know anything it's it seems to go into another dimension based in antimatter it's like okay this now you're just reaching but that's where they are. They're like it's. it's we gotta trust them. But those, uh, we gotta trust all these uh, physicists with the math equations that we can't solve or understand. Know trust, trust, trust the science, Dylan. I do trust the science. Did you want to change my background? Did you have any uh, more on that clock article? I would, but I didn't get to finish notes, so no. Oh, oh, let's let's just read this little portion. This is the last section. Everlasting universe. If Barber's proposal holds up, it will offer intriguing evidence that the universe is eternal, with no beginning and no end of time. Today, many cosmologists consider the Big Bang as the start of the universe's forward-pointing arrow of time, but Barber's simulations suggest the Big Bang serves as the starting point of two arrows that both point toward increasing disorder. The universe we know, the universe on the other side of the Janus point, undetectable to us, but made of the same starting ingredients, may be very similar. What the fuck? 
Yeah, and then that lead mentioned. So there's another yeah. you on the other side of the universe having but this th- podcast on the other side of the universe. And they're smarter than us. They actually understand the article, whereas we're on the dumb side. We don't get the article. Yeah, well, they probably have Starlink working over there. So they've had That's, yeah wife, strong Wi-Fi for a long time. Better Wi-Fi than us, yeah. Yeah. But what they started realizing was, if this is true, then who is to say the Big Bang was the beginning of anything? And that they could have right here a glitch and some new low entropy state starts off of this I don't know what the word is but it doesn't necessarily mean you have these two the big bang could be a little spout off of an, of another and then it could be filled with all these little you're saying there could be many big bangs that go on over time from these points of low entropy. Yeah, I think universe. And I that, think that it's specifically, I'm saying that they started to realize if this is true, the big bang isn't necessarily the beginning of anything. And if that's the case, they don't know where the fuck we are in the universe. Isn't that trippy, man? Like, hard. Yeah, it's very trippy. The universe is not necessarily the one and only place of existence. We could be in some obscure location of an everlasting interdimensional arrow of time, antimatter ridden cosmos of just. What, what the fuck is going on out there? I don't know. What do you do about it? Just keep just keep moving. You know, it's kind of it's all you, like it's, it's almost like yeah, it's almost spiritual in a way to kind of uh try to grasp these concepts because it really makes all of the commotion of civilized life just so insignificant. Yeah. You're right. Like who gives a fuck about ten or fifteen minutes in traffic? Or, you know, whatever. I mean, even bankruptcy. That sucks, but it's like... Yeah. This is by who the Secretary of the Treasury is. Yeah, know. we're just... we're, Dude, if, if our universe oh, is happening... policy. Who gives a fuck? If our universe is happening backwards in another dimension, and people knew that, and we could prove it, it would hmm. just... It would be harmony on the streets, man. That's what I think. I think feeling like you're just a rat in a meaningless universe, just a meat bag here in this boring place. You know, that fosters a different attitude for life and appreciation for other people and connection. Just that simple like switch being turned on, I think could... Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, in some people, I think some people could... Uh... I think some people could learn this type of stuff and not have it have any effect on their daily lives. They're just so self-absorbed and egotistical and narcissistic that it doesn't matter. They they can't gain this kind of perspective. And there's some people that just don't get it. It's not that they're dumb or anything either. No, it's just no. like 
It's like it just bounces off their head. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. How does that help me? Wait, what? They're like, what? How does that help me? It's like, dude, it's endless. Yeah, and we have another universe going in the opposite direction. Yeah, I don't know how it helps you, but this is wild, isn't it? It is fucking wild. We're trying to figure out the building blocks of existence itself over here, and you're worried about... You're worried about your... Uh, you worried about chicks? Yeah, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're worried about chicks? Ugh, dumb humans, dumb meatbag. I guess Born we could top it up. Yeah, I guess we could top it off with this. Bornean Raja Skopsal are rediscovered after 125 years. This poor owl. They need to give this owl its own study so that they can protect this motherfucker. 125 years. Where has this thing been? Well, they thought it was... Uh, they thought it had went extinct, and then they found it on those two islands and two different... Um, weren't, weren't Two different genuses, right? Or not genuses, two different, uh, the same owl, but two different types of it. Mm. It's in the article. Look, it's right there in front of us. Otis genus and phylogeographic patterns of montane birds in Borneo and Sumatra. Is yeah, the, the Otis Buki Buki on the island of Borneo and the Otis Buki Solo Kinsis on Sumatra. So, two of these, uh, subspecies of Raja Scoff's owl. You know, in all this crazy universe talk, somewhere in the middle of all that, there's a Raja Scoff's owl sitting on a branch, dropping turds and, and scooping up snakes in the middle of the jungle. I mean, what? what? We're over here thinking about the universe expanding in the opposite direction. I mean, Earth alone is a really amazing place. Just it really is. Like, how did it evolve in all the possibilities of life in this wild universe of crazy shit? Sideways iron rain, 11,000 miles an hour, neutron stars orbiting each other and, and just exploding and black holes sucking things in forever. It's, it's like shit to, to, to think about. And the earth is just this green, grassy, watery place with beautiful, really mountains and valleys and waterfalls and paradise. Amazing Literally. animals. It's it's wild, man. How and it just happened how? It just came about. Oh, that's so crazy. We already live in heaven, Dylan. Man, I think so. I need to get me one of these owls, dude. Look at that thing. So you might not be able to. So here's the problem. They, uh, we're only good at conserving what we know and what we name, right? The, this uh, researcher that found this uh, calls this out in this article. If this rare bird is endemic to only Borneo and, its own, and, and is its own species, conservation action is more likely. So their soul sighting during the intensive study confirms that the owl lives in the mountainous forest there likely above or below the survey area. And those elevations are, are already threatened by habitat loss due to climate change, deforestation, and palm oil development. So in order for them to protect the bird, they need to understand uh, its habitat and ecology. 
but it's just kind of getting lumped in with all these other species of owls. Like they, it doesn't have its own, um, you know, its own naming and everything like that as its own species of owl, which is gonna, which is causing issues with conservation efforts. You there? Yeah, I'm just thinking about the deforestation. Yeah, the deforestation and then the I didn't know palm oil development. Yeah, palm oil an issue, which I guess you know any type of production where we're harvesting natural goods uh, is going to affect the habitat or whatever wildlife. You know, it's hilarious. Habitat habitates that area. So, what? What's a rich a rich person using? Let's not even say a rich person. Just a person. We kind of got to be rich to have a Tesla. And afford palm. If you got a Tesla and you can still afford palm oil, you're doing good. You're not having to skimp for like the value bottle of Jergens. You can, you're doing fine. So you're a rich person. But if you're driving a Tesla and using palm oil and thinking, you know, I'm doing my part for the environment, that is hilarious. <laughs> what do you use palm oil for? I don't even know. Uh, I'm just imagining some skin moisturizer, you know, like, oh, smells so good. Driving a Tesla, doing the right thing. Voted for Biden. We're going to fix this. Yeah, but to be fair, you probably are endangering or destroying the habitat of some wild animal for lots of things that you and I probably use on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I have three Mac products in here. I'm, yeah, I'm we definitely. Sure. Yeah. I know. I know. Shit. <laughs> It, it, everyone's complicit, man. Everyone. No one that's holier than thou. Mm. You live in the society, you, you're complicit in uh, the destruction of the rest of the planet due to the, due to the, uh, the society that we live in. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, so that was pretty much the gist of this article. They found this, uh, this owl after 125 years. And... Um, they are uh, worried about properly resolving the ecology of the owl so that they can have proper conservation efforts towards it, towards both subspecies of the owls that they found on these islands. Wonderful. Well, um, I didn't read that article, article at all, so I'm glad you did. I did read the articles you sent me, yes. Good. I didn't get to that I didn't, I didn't take notes on it, so I was going off the top of my head and probably fucked up a bunch of things there. But You did, you did I, great. You did that's great. That's what I remember from it. That's what I remember from it. I spent my time on the arrow of time. That was my contribution. Did you? All right, so did you uh, want to run through a couple more? Or uh, yeah, what do you got? That's all the ones I was able to get notes on. Oh. I, I pulled up this Apple's Walled Garden faces yeah. epic attack. What do you know on that? So, uh, Epic is in this lawsuit with Apple, and the uh, it's all about the App Store, right? And it's specifically around the um, the fifteen to thirty percent commission that Apple charges for subscriptions and purchases that are made from apps downloaded from its store. So, but let's go back, right? Go back whenever the iPhone was a new thing. It, if you remember the first iPhone, there was no App Store on it. You could put music on it. You could look at the internet through safari they had a notes app a calculator some other cool things uh, but that was it there was no app store on like the very first iphone um 
Apple said, you know what, we're going to invest, you know, a lot of money into building this marketplace where people could build apps for our device. But we want to make sure that it meets the criteria that we set for our users to, to really enhance the user experience. So they built it, they spent billions building this infrastructure so, and also developing tons of tools so that developers can build apps. Now you have kids that can like get a developer's license and, you know, learn Swift, which is a programming language that Apple like developed and engineered that can go and make their own apps and start their own business and become rich before they're even before they're even adults. You know, if they're creative enough, uh, because the tools that that they've made are easy enough for them to use. I tell you what, so, if I was a kid, I'd be rich. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, like if I if this was around when I was growing up, I would definitely have gotten. I would have definitely learned the programming language that's used, whether it's Xcode or Swift, to to program apps, and I I would take advantage of all the tools that Apple was putting out there for me. I'd be making apps and shit. Because as a kid, you don't and stuff like that. It's you know, but anyway, so Epic, um. They're, they think that that they're they're getting screwed by having to pay this fifteen to thirty percent commission that Apple charges in the App Store, and uh, so basically what I'm getting from this is that Epic wants Epic has their own App Store as well, right? And in their own App Store, they charge uh, a toll on in-app transactions. Um, so they basically want want Apple to allow you know them to I guess use their app store on our, on their devices, but you know I, app, the Apple lawyers you know came back at Epic saying like hey why, you don't have a problem paying a mandatory thirty percent commission on uh, payments made on Fortnite through the PlayStation Store or my uh, or Microsoft's Xbox and Nintendo Switch stores, so. They want to basically take advantage of Apple's giant ecosystem, but not pay the 15 to 30% commission that every other app developer pays. And they want, they, uh, they basically want Apple to be like Android where you can, you can sideload apps from outside the app store, uh, which of course would open up security issues and things like that in iOS. And, uh, that's not the, that's just not not the the whole way that Apple designed its ecosystem to to work to to provide a good experience for customers, right? So I I don't know I don't know who's going to win the lawsuit. I so Epic either way, but uh, I think they're you know Epic's being super greedy because they're also suing Google in a separate case as well over the same thing. So Epic is suing Apple. Epic is suing Apple, yes. Because Apple wants 30% of which Epic has not paid. Yeah, well, Epic last year, let me read read this because I'm not super studied on this. From what it sounded like, Epic has been selling products but not giving that 30% to Apple. So last year, Epic uh, had a strategy called Project Liberty where they paved a way for Fortnite to purposely breach the App Store contract with Apple last summer where they could, uh, I guess they were, I know it had gotten pulled off the App Store point, and then they talk about that in the article here. Let me see if I can find it. 
The App Store generated $17 billion in revenue during the first three months mm-hmm. of that year alone. Mm-hmm. Dude. Holy mackerel. I wonder what it's like working in the warehouse of the App Store. They probably got so much shit. There's no warehouse. Like the forklift. You're trying to be funny. Ah, got you. Hey, but let's be honest, man. If you're buying Fortnite, you're an idiot. That game sucks. That game sucks. Play a real game. I don't understand playing these online games that have no end. You know, I want a story. I want to conclude. I want to level up and I want to be done. Like a book. Yeah. It's like a book that when yeah. you get to the last page, I it know. automatically you... generates more chapters. Like, what's the point of reading this book? It's ever going to end. It's the same shit over and over. I get it. Yeah, I can't find it in here. I know it got pulled off the app store at some one point. They basically went around the rules and figured out a way to... to not pay the commissions from what I understand and and have uh, the the profits go directly to them, but still take advantage of their app being on I, on the app store where millions of people probably downloaded it and Epic probably made millions and millions of dollars off of it from people playing them on iPhones, but they don't want to pay that that commission. And, uh, you know, Apple's argument is that it's uh, the company just wants to get rid of the App Store Commission to increase its own profits while freeloading off the ecosystem that costs more than $100 billion to build. I mean, do they get a commission on in-game purchases? Like, you know, when you buy a fancy flame gun and a new skin? I don't, I don't know how it all works. I think so, but I, I don't know for sure. You know, Destiny. Destiny's fucking awesome, but there's no end. And the storyline ends a little prematurely, I thought. Like, okay, I'm done. I have to buy these expansions. And Skyrim's the shit. You know, you can beat that game 100% and be done. I love Skyrim's cool, but uh, it's super long. Oh, dude, I've I've never beat it. I still never beat it. I've never beat it either. I start playing. It's like, all right, I'm 20 hours into this. My life has been wasted for 20 hours. I gotta, I gotta put this shit down. Hey, but you know. Um, So Epic contends that the iPhone has become so ingrained in society that the device and its peripheral services, such as the App Store, has become a market by itself. As part of that argument, Epic contends that Apple should be forced to open up its walled garden to alternative options, such as allowing other App Stores and payment options besides its own. But that's where you end up with this weird fragmentation experience, right, where customers don't know where... Like if I if I'm able to install apps from anywhere on my device, then that's whenever you can start getting viruses and malware and shit like that. That because Apple's not reviewing all those apps that are coming in on through those other app stores or those other places anymore, right? So I'm just thinking from a security standpoint, like that would probably be terrible uh, from that perspective. And that's kind of the advantage of an iPhone, right? The advantage of an iPhone is the walled garden. And uh, you know, and that's what Apple st- uh, Apple lawyers are, are arguing here that they are asking them to remove the competitive advantage. They want them to. They want Apple to be Android, but Apple doesn't want to be Android. So who, we'll see how we'll see how this trial turns out. They might Epic might win. Apple might win. Either way, both I don't really care that much. 
Either way, Fortnite sucks. Fortnite sucks. It's not like they're going to, if Epic wins the trial, they're going to put Apple out of business and I'm going to be out of a job. It's whatever. Yeah, and it's not like if Apple wins the trial, Fortnite's going anywhere. There's plenty of ding-dongs out there who just can't get enough of Fortnite. Well, this whole league's built around Fortnite. Yeah. Gross. All hey. right. Uh, Biden. Did you read the Biden article? No, I didn't. All right. Take it away, J. Mage. I didn't. I had breezed through this one, so I'm not uh, not really well read on this one. I knew, at least on the Apple one, <laughs> I kind of knew about that just from, uh, you know, other headlines and other things I've heard through through work and things like that and then coworkers commenting on it. But this one I might kind of stumble through. The Biden administration is considering to use outside firms to track what they consider extremist chatter by Americans online. Yeah, this freaks me out. And the groups they talk about, so they say, the Department of Homeland Security is limited in how it can monitor citizens online without justification and is banned from activities like assuming false identities to gain access to private messaging apps used by extremist groups such as Proud Boys or Oath Keepers. I don't know uh, who Oath Keepers are, but I'm going to assume they're a right-wing extremist group, right? Yeah. There's no, they, don't, they don't list uh, uh, any left-wing extremist groups on here either, though, which is interesting. Um. I think yeah, left this wing. Just, this is just fucking scary. So they're basically going to allow the government, the the DHS, to hire outside companies to spy on Americans. Yeah, this is just the fucking article. Yeah, another example of the government privatizing their nefarious deeds, so they don't have to be responsible, and the public won't question them. Uh, and they they justify the fuck out of it in this article. Whatever gets approved and implemented has to comply with established laws. Um, and you know what? You know what's an established law in like half of the states? You can't criticize Israel. Anti-BDS is is a thing. Oh, you can't criticize Israel? Yeah, Abby Martin's in a federal lawsuit because her speech was canceled at a Georgia University because she was going to criticize Israel and her work criticized Israel because now it's a state law in multiple states that you can't criticize Israel and that's unconstitutional for a foreign country to... Uh, affect our laws but that's a law so when you think about the abby martins of the world that's who this targets people who are criticizing not specifically this it's going to be anybody but they're labeling it as oh we're looking out for proud boys and oath keepers and those right wingers but they're going to be coming after people that are trying to stop genocides that america is funding yeah like abby martin that's fucked up man yeah yeah, super fucked up. Super, super yeah. fucked up. Warwick added he would expect DHS to explore whether contractors could help them understand plots and trends emerging online. Researchers who already monitor such activity online could act as middlemen to obtain the information. DHS officials maintain the materials provided would only consist of broad summaries or, or analysis of narratives that are emerging on these sites and would not be used to target specific individuals. Hmm. Okay. This just feels really weird. I can't wait to keep covering articles as this 
progresses next week, uh, Biden, what's what's the next article going to be? SWAT team seizes bank account on family of seven for having a uh, Governor DeSantis for President 2024 party with no masks. SWAT team's going to be just like knocking out everybody at the party with the butt of their ARs. Boom, boom. But I was thinking earlier that you said there's no left-wing extremist groups, and I think that there they, is. That not that the, this article highlights. That's what I'm saying. Right. I, it, it made me think that Black Lives Matter is potentially... Well, not even Black Lives Matter, because I think the average... The co-opted version of the it. The average person that would go to a Black Lives Matter rally is not an extremist. They are someone who has good intentions, who wants equality for... Yes. For for their black and brown friends, and I can understand that and respect that. I'm talking about, like, like you say, like maybe Antifa would be a better example of that. Well... The Black Lives Matter thing is ushering in this critical race theory and all this wacky stuff. So there is an extreme side of that that's been co-opted. Um, so I think the left-wing extreme groups are right in front of our eyes. You just can't criticize it because on the surface they represent real issues. Whereas Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, they don't represent anything other than these like disenfranchised, incel, dumb fucks that you know, push QAnon and the media can associate everything with them like anti-masking <clears throat> and 9-11 conspiracy theories. And what's funny is that as time goes on, more people in Hollywood and government get busted for child porn and child porn production like this Matt Gates fella. Oh, uh, who Ali Allison Mack still blows my mind. Recruiting for an underage sex ring in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. That yeah. happened, and people still say QAnon's bullshit. Now, I'm, I agree QAnon's bullshit, mostly. It is. Do you mostly know what I'm saying? Bullshit. But yeah, now the pedophile crazy. rings are associated with QAnon and Proud Boys type people, so people turn the other way. Meanwhile, fucking the politicians right in front of our face are getting outed for child porn. So it's like, it's like the same with science. As they uncover more science, they realize we know nothing. It's like as more people get busted in politics, you realize there's a whole QAnon, there's a whole QAnon claim here that's still holding up pretty strong, and that's that child pedophilia is a major part of politics in Hollywood. What the fuck is with that? Like, it's so weird. Why, it's like why the child thing? Like, what? What? I think for blackmail purposes, it's great. But like, why do people in these situations, it's kind of like begs the question, why do people in these situations seem to get caught with homosexuality and child porn? Not that homosexuality is bad, but like, you know, George Bush and little boys, Bill Clinton and little boys, you know, it's just like, it's, it's great for blackmail, but it also makes me wonder, maybe these people are in position because they have those tendencies and they've been blackmailed. 
That would almost that that's almost in alignment like when you talk about like the skull and bone society where they're like, hey, you have to divulge all of your sexual secrets in order to be a member of this society so that they can basically yeah. use that to hang over your fucking head anytime you think to start to step out of line with what honey pots. You get people like that to go to Epstein's island. And they, it's that simple, you know, like this. I don't think this is some rocket science scheme to blackmail people with their sex tendencies. I think it's very easy if you are the establishment to set up a system where you usher in people that can be and have been compromised. And those are your puns. Those are the Fauci's that sit up there, the, like the I Bill Gates's and, and all that. And the Elon Musk who's been pictured with Ghislaine and they, you know, they have these past. But what, why are all these powerful people attracted to children? Like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, what's switching their head? Like, how could they get them to engage in these acts with children if they weren't already a perverted, sick pedophile in the first place? Yeah, it's, I was just saying, like, the reason the powerful people are into that is because they've been ushered in because they are into that. But before that, why are they even into it? I don't know. I think psychologically... People that want power can be like that with kids because it's a power thing. Mm, yeah, because an adult would fucking break your neck. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't think every politician is involved, but I was just saying. Yeah, no, I get it. But yeah, it's. That's that's who the uh, DHS needs to fucking start looking at is all these perverted pedophiles that are in power. Yeah, I guess they are. And people are getting busted. Good. That's that's where they should be spending their time, not on the American citizens, not on uh, these dumbasses, the Proud Boys, or the Oath Keepers. Yeah, I don't. Whatever. This is just another way they can monitor us and silence dissidents to regime change in other countries that we we shouldn't be in in the first place and. Well, that's why I have the backgrounds that I do. So in case they're watching, like if they're watching right now, I've got them fooled because they think I'm I'm in New Mexico or, or Vegas. That's right. And they think I'm just... Uh, they don't know where you are. They think you're in a studio somewhere. And as long as we're on VPN... I am on VPN. So how you know, that? Next week, I'll have the Andes Mountains behind they me. They think they're I'm gonna, in Dallas right now. Exactly. But I'm not. I'm going to put the Mavericks game behind me. They're going to say, quick, get to the Toyota arena in Milwaukee. I'm not, I'm hey, not in Milwaukee. Uh, so I know we're probably pretty much out of articles, but I was going to say, did you see the most recent UAP sighting? Yes, it went into the water. What the Do you have the, uh, Did I send you that? Oh, I don't know, but I just, I've been seeing everything about it. Yeah, new sighting. It was I'm gonna floating around. It, on it. it went into the water and they reported seeing a splash. This lines up with Phil Schneider, man. This is Whoa, perfect. Obama reacts from five hours ago. There's footage and records, he says. What? Barack Obama confirmed the existence of unidentified aerial phenomena that the government can't explain. The former president said these UFOs movement did not have an easily explainable pattern. This comes ahead of a Pentagon report on UAPs that is expected to be released in June. Oh, fuck. We have to cover that. So he's not really saying anything interesting, but uh, I don't want to hear what he said on the late show with James Corden. Get the fuck out of here. 
Wow. This is lending into Hollow Earth for me when you're talking about, you know, these aliens that are going into the ocean and coming up from mountains. Let's do Phil Schneider next, man. This is leading into it. Phil Schneider, Phil Schneider, Phil Schneider, Phil Schneider. Schneider. So you got a movie you found on Amazon about this motherfucker? Yeah, I'm going to give you my login and you can watch it as many times as I have. I have Amazon Prime, son. Okay, you might it might not be streamable, might be for sale, but I'll send you the link for it. Okay. How much is it? It was six bucks. Alright. Yeah, I just bought it. I might Whatever. just buy it. Fridge is the price of a latte. Check this out. Jesse is uh, screen sharing. Jesse is screen sharing this UAP. Hopefully that ad is not going to come through on the... Oh, I I see the ad. Saving up to 14,000. I'm talking about on the audio. Oh, yeah. We got to figure the audio out. Probably won't have any audio. Though you can see it, though. Mm-hmm. Target locked on it. Is it freezing it's or floating? No, it's just floating right okay. there. Okay. Whoa! Then it drops into the water right here. Yeah. It just goes boop. And talking about, it's, they say that like the the wind's blowing really fast and stuff right there as well. Like you hear them calming on it, dude. It's just right there. And then it's pretty decently sized, man. And so I listened to the, and it's gone. Boom. Oh, this is a long version of. You listen to the commentary? Uh, no, I did listen to Jeremy. I, I watched Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp talk about it. They have like a little 20 minute video on their oh, site. Okay. I think he was the one that actually uh, dropped the video or premiered it. Um, okay. When he was talking about it, he said there are a lot, I think like 20 or 30 of of these objects off to the left, like all around. And this Whoa. is just one they start tracking. So, yeah, pretty wild stuff, man. Oh, shit. They're getting ready for something. I guess so. But I thought that I thought that was super interesting. You know what's fucking funny, man? I was... Uh, Tiffany just leaves it on like channel three or whatever, like the news channel for like the local news. And then those talk shows come on afterwards, right? After the news is over. And this video came up on one of those talk shows and they're just, ugh, man, like they showed a clip of Mocha Rubio talking about how we need a, we need an, we need an invest it, whether it's investigating, whether it's extraterrestrial or not, because if another country or someone else on Earth has this technology, I mean, and they're invading our airspace, our restricted airspace all the time, that's a problem. Like, we should probably take it seriously and look into it. So there's a clip of him saying this, 
and then they cut to the, like the ladies in the talk show and they go around like it's like they go around the board and ask each one of them what they think and uh you know two or three of the girls are like oh my god i've always been so into aliens this is so cool oh they're coming like just joking and being real stupid about it and then um they get to this you know who joy behard is no this sounds fucking, familiar oh my god uh she's on she's on that show that talk show the view or whatever oh yeah. her and the old her, lady yeah the old lady. okay and she just rolls her eyes. She's like, they're not here. And then, like, she starts to listen. You know, the closest livable star is, like, one point something million light years away. And it would take this amount of time. Like, long story short, there's no aliens here. Joy and Behar Martha, said that? Yeah. And it's like, oh, Martha, she researches? She's into this stuff? She, yeah, she, she goes she's, home she's, and reads science I, books I was, all day? I was getting so infuriated listening to this bitch talk about it. She's like, well, all Marco Rubio needs to worry about is the incumbent that's coming to replace. And she starts talking about how the Democrats going to come replace his seat. I was like, oh, my God. Like. She's like, yeah, this is all just blah, 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 whatever. Like, she just was super dismissive of it, acted like it was so stupid. That like, show is why, so propaganda. Why are, we, why are we wasting our time talking about this? Like, fucking stupid old bitch. Did you see that? I got so doc- infuriating, infuriated just watching her talk about it. I was like, yeah, you. So yeah. you're telling me you, you have no interest in what these objects are at all, even if they aren't extraterrestrial? Somebody without a brain does that. Just, but like, there I saw these CIA documents of Ellen DeGeneres show, like a correspondence between Ellen's manager and uh, whoever from the CIA. That it was basically like, okay, Ellen's a go. She's good to go. We can sign her. This is great. Um, basically, that Ellen is more than willing to comply with the CIA and intelligence agencies and the military to promote any programs or this or that when needed you know so that's how these shows work is that yeah it's fun conversations sometimes about this or that but when the establishment needs to push ideas or dissuade ideas they have these staple shows running on tv as orms as tools they can show up, be like, okay, we're going to do this. We need to run yeah. this. And then they say, okay, back to normal. Do your puppy stuff. We're done. We're out of here. And that's why people don't believe it can be propaganda show because most of the time when they watch, it's about cooking or this or an actor. And then every now and then it's Joy Behard getting political and dismissing UFOs to an oh, audience that, that is, bitch is like always political. But it's, yeah, it's such a propaganda orm, those shows. Oh, yeah. I, that, that makes total sense. I could yeah. definitely see the intelligence uh, community. And, and, and you can see that with that, Joy Behar being ready to like spit off science facts. It's like they probably gave her these notes. Well, like, she had the notes. She was holding. She's reading them. She was yeah, reading them. exactly. There you go. See, I didn't even have to watch the show, and I knew exactly how it went down. She, it was infuriating. <laughs> Crazy. But, uh, yeah, you're right. That these shows are probably all propaganda. And and um, it's funny because you think, well, Ellen can't be propaganda because that's oh, yeah. She's just, she just dances and she has fun on her show. She's man. a lesbian. She's like good for that's women, man. Yeah, point. it's not propaganda. How are they? They're just propaganda for me to have a good time while I'm watching Ellen. Yeah, like they're controlling my mind with Ellen. Like, come on, get real. Ellen is the real deal. You know, they're canceling her show. Twenty twenty two is the end. Oh, man. Yeah, they're done, they're done with her. It has nothing to do with the toxic workplace and the all the uh, accusations. Yeah, 
they just well they figured all right now her the CIA is like her image is a little tarnished now. Now people think now people know Ellen's a bitch. She basically got exposed. Like that's what happened. That's Ellen's what QAnon did was expose Ellen and her and her weird dark uh, weird dark background. So well, the CIA is like, all right, the public's on to us. We got to cancel this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the king of Thailand. I was talking with Ford. You know, my wife is from Thailand. The king of Thailand is now sick with COVID. And he also had HIV and bronchitis, some underlying issues. They don't like the king because he's a bad guy. And I'm thinking, oh, man. They're going to off him. Yeah, this this is like... I mean, this is like a broken oh. record. Oh, no way. A controversial... But he's controversial in a bad way, so it would actually be a good thing if they yeah. off him. That's the catch here. Is it's he not has like, like a, a bunch of wives and like... He's got a couple of them in prison for criticizing him. You can't criticize the king. People miss the old king, his dad. He was a good guy. But if he dies, Ford's hoping they go to democracy and shit. So anyway, he's uh, sick with COVID and oh, bummer. Oh, speaking of COVID, my appointment this morning was uh, for my second shot. I I figured I would do it right before the podcast and we could just see the, the slow deterioration of my mental capacity and my health over the course of the podcast. Okay. You got it before the... Oh, that was your appointment? How are you feeling? I feel okay. I don't feel any different. I mean, I'm sure I won't get sick or anything until probably tomorrow if I do yeah. get sick. I'm okay with the I'm okay with the vaccine if it if it's not problematic, but I still just have like a problem because of the way Operation Warp Speed and all that rolled out and no testing and Bill Gates. It's like Just on principle, I don't want to get it, but as far I as... I do too. Yeah, I feel yeah, but... Anyway, hey, we did good. We didn't talk about the mask today. We covered a little COVID. I'm My a, dog I'm is barking. S- I'm slipping some mask talk in right now. But, you know, a good thing about the vaccine is that now Mr. Biden, President Biden says, I don't have to wear a mask. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's no mask talk. Fuck it. Any updates with the band? New recordings, record label options? Nah, nah. No, just uh, same old, same old. We are uh, got a show June twelfth. Like oh, cool! Last time, got a show June fourth. Nice. Yeah, back at it. So, oh yeah, and because I got the Mac Mini, and because I got my plugins rolling, and because I got my files successfully transferred, I will be releasing those live records I've been talking about from my band live at the venue, and then the acoustic live, as well as um, Son of a Gun will be having their stuff coming out this summer, as well as some cool deal me and Jesse are working on. Um, I keep saying this, it's been like two months. We got a lot of stuff coming. We do. We do. It's right there. It's right there. It's right there. I've also been saying we've had a lot of stuff coming, even with Golgotha and shit, and we do. It's right there. It's just and in all fairness, it it's for the product to be better because I put it off so I can make these mixing notes and really do a good job and also so I can have a good machine to do it on. I'm looking yeah. forward to editing this po- podcast on the Mac Mini bouncing that video i can't wait to see how how fast i bounced 12 minutes of 4k in about 30 minutes or an hour it wasn't that's, totally fast but that's really good though yeah it, four, four, 4k 4k 12 minutes kicking the soccer ball pretty good that's man four, well bad. because 4k at 60 frames a second that's another thing yeah too. if it was at 30 frames a second it'd have been faster yeah so this will be fewer frames a second and not 4k so i'm looking forward to seeing how 
an hour and 50 minutes of this is going to... Because I know how long it takes on the MacBook Pro, and it's a couple hours. Let as me, well as the upload to YouTube is a couple hours. So let I me might, know. I'm yeah. curious. Text, text me and let me know how it goes. I will. I'm interested. Cool, man. Great episode, buddy. That was fun. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll probably start feeling like shit in T-minus a couple hours here. So okay. <laughs> wish me luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did good. You did the right thing. You didn't let your ego get in the way and then start some political war in your house over how you don't like Bill Gates. And then Tiffany's like, ever since you started this podcast, you've changed. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. <laughs> So that shit would be funny. <laughs> become full blown QAnon after I start the podcast. Oh man, I'm putting the fucking bumper stickers on the back of the Rogue and shit. Like everything uh, is a conspiracy. Biden's not my that. I saw one the other day. Biden's not my president. That or you know, it said that pedophile. Something about this pedophile is not my president or some shit. Hang on, motherfucker had stickers all over the back of his truck they're not taking my guns away from all this shit like yeah nice. cool. just awesome. start the podcast with you and just start buying bumper stickers was it a know. big white dodge ram it was a dodge truck as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah Called it, it wasn't white it was black though okay and okay. it was in shitty shape yeah so Wow, awesome. <laughs> okay, well, good episode, right. man. Good episode. Hey, uh, get me glass brain. I'm working on some yeah. releases right now. Boom, 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 boom. We got busted up. All right, brother. Also, I have some licenses if you want to install Studio One Artist 5. I have extra licenses um, for that. I might do that on my iMac, but I might... I just don't have enough hard drive space on this Mac to do it. Right on. Um, yeah, so if you do that, because I'll probably build stuff and record in Studio One so we could share those projects as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, can I import Studio One projects into Logic? I think there is a way. My friend Joe just learned how to do that in college with his professor, so I think there is a way to, to do that. Mm-mm. Without exporting each individual track and then importing that it, would to, fucking be terrible. Yeah, to open with try it. Maybe we should try that. I'll send you a studio, dude. I found out you can open up GarageBand on the iOS, GarageBand on the Mac. Because my friend Treasure is making beats on his iPhone iOS, and I'm like, dude, we have to be able to mix this. You know, hey, you know, it's fucking on iOS GarageBand. You can do almost. You can do a lot, dude. I was digging through it. You can. You can do a lot. He doesn't know how. So I, I need to just, working with him, just send me that and I can handle it on my end. That's so badass. It's not as good as logic, obviously, but just. It's still pretty detailed. Down, you can get some ideas down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to EQ, you can bring it up a graphic EQ and filter everything. And, mm-hmm. but okay, everything's filtered, pan, volume set. Just done. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I, ha- I have that iPad Air that I got for Tiffany. I might, and it has USB C, so I might try plugging my interface up to it and like yeah. tracking GarageBand, just seeing how that works. Yeah. I mean, they have just the default amp sim, so it's not going to, whatever. I can't do metal in it, but it'd be cool to try out. For hip hop and stuff, definitely you can yeah. use that because you can just get creative with that track and make it sound cool. Yes, exactly. That would be cool. I could send you bare bone beats. And on your lunch break, you can do like a 10-minute challenge. Just boom, three riffs, and send it back to me. And I can like... Okay. So many ways to do that. Anyway, yeah, cool. Cool, bro. 
Um, so you yep. see, so let's do Phil Schneider. Let's get into that. All right. Phil so Schneider, next Wednesday, you want to watch that movie? Uh, next Wednesday. Okay. We're going to have to do a long one because this is oh. a deep dive. Okay. If yeah. I, mean, we go, I think all our podcasts are long ones. We always do no, no shorter than two hours usually. Okay. Well, I'm going for three hours because there's a lot in there to expand on. That's good. I, I say we just go till it feels done, but yeah. Yeah. That, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right, bro. Good, well, next good. Wednesday. So, if you do want to do Phil Schneider next Wednesday, or you want to give you an extra week, and we do articles next Wednesday. So uh, let's do a couple articles next Wednesday. Keep that one easy, so all we right. can also research for Phil Schneider for the next week, two weeks from now. Okay, and we can, in preparation to that, any more UAP stuff that comes out between now and then, we'll talk about that. Yeah, and no mass talk. We did good today. Um, did good today. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for being here. Check out the Patreon. You get the ad-free audio for free. It's public. I might privatize it again. We're on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to the social medias, Illuminati Telly. The band links are right below in the description. Check out our bands. Check out the show notes. They're right there. And as we always say, fucking uh i don't know because we've never said it before but as we're yeah. always gonna say come up with something all right i can't i can only think of hakuna matata or hare krishna i don't know hakuna, hakuna matata, matata. Hare krishna. Hakuna hey, matata. guys bye, bye.